Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 9 o'clock hour, brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. Army, Navy, one of the great tradition spectacles in the entire sports world on the Steak Shapiro bucket list uh, alongside, as I mentioned, my trip to the U.S. Open, which has never happened before. I'm trying to think of other signature sporting events. Um, The... uh, Never attending a World Cup game. Hopefully that streak will be broken in a couple of years as well. But Army-Navy in Gillette in Foxborough, Massachusetts, one of the few times in the last, oh, uh, almost 100 years that is outside of Philadelphia and the effort to start moving this game around a little bit, right? Very cool. What was your thought? When you heard Bill Belichick is the guest picker for Army. I'm going to get my popcorn. And I'm going to watch as Pat McAfee screams on one side and Lee Corso says, not so fast, my friend, on the other. And watch how awkward Bill Belichick is. I know. I was always wondering if that guy could ever be out of his jackassery mode and ever become like an analyst uh, or journalist. Journalist! Um, And... Would he no. would he be good at it? Would he finally relax? Those who know him really, really well. A couple of guys I know have been out to dinner with him and hung out with him and say he's got a biting sense of humor and he's a pretty fun guy to be around in the off season, in the summer wow. when he's in Nantucket. I find it hard to believe. You know who knows him really well? Who? Is Billy Andre. He's very oh, tight. Wow. He's hung out with him a bunch. Our buddy David uh, Andrews also likes him. Yeah, David. I mean, I guess because yeah, you know, David Andrews has been captain of the Patriots. But anyway, Bill Belichick will be the guest picker. Army Navy coming up and uh, should be three uh, thirty on CBS. Yeah, what are, what are you replacing that hole in your heart that's college football in Florida State with this I weekend? Can, I cannot. I'm not over it yet. There's so is there yeah. is there anything is there anything Sandra will do more of this weekend? I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. Is there something you'll do more of this weekend <laughs> because you don't want to think about college football? No, and no I just you're going to be chill. Place. Yeah, it's sad. You're, you're not in a good There's place, more right? More information I, starts coming out about the scam that is. The playoff committee. Well, I mean, Boo Corrigan's brother, Wes Durham, joining us right now. He Hi, Wes. Can, he can be a part of the, co- of the conversation. Yes, please. Well, Boo Cor- How are you guys doing? Good. Boo Corrigan's brother works as uh, in, at ESPN. Uh, works at or is the director of programming? Uh, no, production. he's the producer. He's the executive producer of the NBA. Tim. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know why that's like a big deal. Other- it doesn't. That doesn't have anything to I do don't- with this. I mean, listen, we know they wanted Alabama anyway. Whether his brother works there or not, his brother doesn't have anything to do with the decision, right? No, no, his brother's not even a million. His brother's barely within a million miles of it. Right. So Um, so what were your thoughts? We we haven't talked to you about all that. I I would say this. I I think the committee, in many respects, pivoted off a nine-year plan, right? First nine years of the CFP, if you were zero in a conference champion, you get in, Right. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. And the transfer back after that is that you have now the committee who had Florida State at four, then after Travis got hurt against North Alabama, moved them to five. Then why, after beating Florida, yep. did they move them back to four? Right. I okay. mean, that, that, that was the, that's the ultimate slap in the face. I agree with you. Just to let yeah. everybody know what you think of them. Let everybody yeah. know that you watched them against the Gators or whatever, and you just, you just, we want to keep you there because that's where we think you are. Then don't ever move them up. Sure, and and if you keep them at five, then the it's still bothersome. Don't get me I, wrong, but it's not as like egregious looking. Yeah, yeah, and I think the other thing too is this, and 
it's ironic that Florida State and Georgia find themselves on the outside looking in for two different reasons. One, Georgia lost for the first time in 30 games, and they go from one to six. Okay, that, that's one issue. Now, I know it was the conference championship, and I know it was Alabama. But you could argue that, you know, if Texas and Alabama, if it was an eye test or style points or whatever the case may be at the end, then you should have put style points in the, you know, in the in the pattern to say, okay, this is what we're going to base this on, um, because Texas clearly went for style points in the last regular season game against Texas Tech, and they went for style points against Oklahoma State the other day. Mm-hmm. In the case of Alabama, they won a game, no question, terrific game, best game of the weekend, I thought, uh, just in terms of sheer intensity and, and margin, um, and the way the game was played, it was a very high level football game. But the idea that that one game, number one, takes Georgia out, number two, automatically promotes Alabama, who lost to Texas by 10 or more at home. The thing that concerns me about the bigger picture here, guys, is the um, the way the committee moved from the front of the year to the end of the year. And then the second part of this is I think the ramifications of all this are going to be really fascinating when we get to twelve. And I'm going to share this with you only because I think it's a fun comparison. If we were playing the 12-team format based on the way the document currently sits with the 12 teams, where it's conference champions in the top four, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We'd have Florida State. We'd have Alabama. We'd have Michigan. And since we don't have a Pac-12, we have a Pac-2. They don't get enough a bid. But do you know who the champion of the Big 12 would be next year? If we use this year's standings, no, Arizona. Uh, well, one of the hottest teams in that football. That would be that would be a, that would be a four seed with yeah. a buy stake, right? Well, now, I mean, see, listen, people say, it, it, "Well, this is jacked up. I can't wait for the 12. Oh, really? Arizona's a four seed. Okay, I like but, Arizona too, but damn. But it, but it, <laughs> but at least Wes, you're not eliminating an entire team. I mean, the road. Well, you're not eliminating may, a league either. Yeah, the road may be harder. But, right. it, it, you know, Florida State's sitting there saying, like, what else are we supposed to do? And I don't totally well, – you know. yeah. So, I mean, there's a tremendous case to be made that Florida State got screwed. I'm not – There's a tremendous case. And, Wes, what the very first thing you said was nine years set as a precedent of them following their own rules. Certainly mm-hmm. there is – so this is the year they decided. It would have been much easier, in my opinion, for them to say status quo – if you won, Agreed. you're undefeated, and then next year it'll all shake out with 12. Agreed. But they chose totally to go standard. in that room, rock the Casbah, and now have every conspiracy theorist out yep. there that is That's... now going into Boo Corrigan's uh, resume. It does not look well. It does, it does. Here's, here's what would not have looked well for me. The best game of the year, maybe, was Alabama-Georgia. All the NFL mm-hmm. players, the highest level of play, the best sure. two teams in America, and you're going to tell me neither one goes? That one have sat well with me. Now, it wouldn't look as egregious as eliminating an undefeated team, but I understand if you watched Alabama-Georgia, even watch the Michigan-Ohio State game, you tell me what game was played at a higher level, Michigan-Ohio State or Alabama and Georgia. That, they both were played incredibly high. Yeah, but I, I argue the SEC. All right, now we got to talk no, about – But, Steve, you know, here's the other thing, too. Yeah. Let, me, let me throw this in there. And this is a much broader scope conversation. Maybe I can jump in studio with y'all next week and go I'd love over to it. have but you. Please do. I think, I think the idea here of the concept is 
two things are going to happen out of this. Number one, there's going to have to be transparency of the college football playoff committee. Yes. And we haven't really had that. It's been this secret ballot thing. And Heather Dennett's article at ESPN.com is really interesting because I know about how the process works, and she explains it beautifully. Now, because you may have a vested interest in who's in or who's out, you may not like the way it's written, but it's accurate. Um, It's accurate. She She didn't name anybody except Bill Hancock, though. So, I know, and right? that's okay. fine because you have to keep the confidentiality of it. But I think out of this, we're going to get transparency of how the final vote goes. That's yeah. just an opinion. Yeah, I, I hope you're right. Yeah, and then the other thing about this is where we had problems with Florida State. And look, there's a lot of things for Florida State to be mad about. Um, but the reality of it is we're down now to a – basic list of 24 to 32 teams, in my opinion, that are going to be eligible for the national championship going forward. Just based on the resources and the way this looks and the landscape and all these other things, you're basically looking at two to three dozen teams that are going to be in play every year, and that's going to be about it. All right, 